Welcome everyone, this is the Grownish Writer Podcast, where myself, your lovely host, Alicia, talks about everything creative writing with my special guest. Hello, I'm Not A Spy Writes. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, this podcast, I didn't really have anything planned <laughs> for today's episode. We're really just going to talk over everything that we've been doing, reading, whatever's going on in our life writing-wise, but first we can just start off with a little bit about ourselves, like where we're from, where I, what genres we write. So, me personally, I write fantasy, sometimes I go into horror, sometimes modernish fantasy, depends on the type. I'm also a maritime author, so I hail from PEI, which is like the smallest province ever in existence. Like, I'm not even sure how small it is, it's like extremely tiny. Like it's an island. Yeah, I've seen it on maps before, but like if you look at some world maps, there was actually like an error and like PEI was not on it. <laughs> Oops. And they accidentally put like Labrador and Quebec together. <laughs> just like, just... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm from. I'm currently in Halifax, university wise. And I also the owner and editor of the Grownish Writer blog. So yeah, I'll leave it over to Not A Spy to continue there. Hi, well, hello, I am Not A Spy Writes. Um, I write primarily spy fiction, um, but I also do a little bit of crime fiction and a little bit of horror and just some other stuff. I tend to do kind of realistic, I don't write fantasy, but um, I'm from BC originally, which is definitely not a small province. No, um, that thing's huge. It's huge, and only like a third of it is really populated, and I'm from that little populated third at the bottom. Um, I am also currently living in Halifax um, for a student, but also I live here full-time now, so. Yeah, stuck, stuck in the small city, I guess we can call it that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a it's a small city. It is, but like if you look around Halifax, like you'll find like cute little bookshops and like good places to write. I find like my favorite place to write in Halifax has to be down by the wharf. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but you get like that scenery in your mind. Like you see the wavings. The wavings, yeah, that's definitely the waves. The wavings. <laughs> the wavings. The waves of the water. And then you also see like the little island. That just vibes in the harbor. Yeah. That's 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock gun there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got the, I think. Yeah, we're recording this, and then we also remembered that it's an apartment building and there's people doing shit outside. Yep. <laughs> yes. Right but by yeah. the Citadel, so that's why you can get the, the guns at yeah. 12. We also drink coffee like crazy, because that's what authors do. That's all we do really yeah yeah Drink the writing coffee. isn't even the biggest part of it it's just that it's the coffee it's the coffee that's why my favorite place i also to have write. a ducky mug that she <laughs> lets me borrow if if you watch the youtube episode one you will be able to see the ducky mug i i i'll try to find an amazon link for it so people can buy ducky mugs yeah that's from Pier 1 originally, but I don't even know if that company exists anymore. Does Pier 1 exist anymore? Oh god. It's like Sears. 
disappears off the map. Is it dead? Has it gone the way of Sears? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's gone the way of Zellers. You remember Zellers, right? Yeah, I remember Zellers. I used to go get fries there. I used to write there when I was a kid. Like, I'd take... My mom would get me, like, a little stationary pad while we were doing, like, school school shopping. And I'd take my crayons and I would write Scooby-Doo fan fiction in this little, like, binder. Not even binder, it was just, like, loose-leaf paper. And, like, my little brother would be next to me drawing Scooby-Doo in the gang. And I'm like, you know what, this is this is what works. The beginnings of a great career. Scooby-Doo yeah. fan fiction. Scooby-Doo fan fiction. With the occasional, I forget what series it was, but it was like all about these fairies. And it's like, Ruby. Oh, you, you remember that yes! The, the Rainbow Fairy? Yes, Rainbow there Fairies. There were so many different yeah, series like by the Rainbow end of it, Fairies, though. and then it was like, there was an Olympic Fairy one. I remember that one very clearly. There were all kinds. Oh, I remember I, those. I got them from like the Scholastic. The Book Fairs? The Book Fairs! Yeah. I remember those so clearly. I remember going in and trying to get all the erasers. Because, like, I'd have, like, pocket change that my grandmother would give me. And I'm there and I'm like, do I have enough for an eraser? Do I have enough for a fancy pen? (laughs) I managed to get tons of fancy pens from that. You know, like, the ones with, like, the little feathers on them? That's another part of being a writer, just collecting stationery and, like, pens. Like, you and your little mini, mini journals. That just came out of a trip to Staples for something else. Yeah. <laughs> My however many pack of mini notebooks that I brought home with me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is one part of this podcast that we've planned out every week. Normally we're just going to chat like this. It's a little time for fun. We will be doing possibly a live event. I'm going to say November-ish maybe. When things calm down. (laughs) University hates us. With a passion. But you know. You sure things are going to calm down in November? No, they're probably going to heat up and then we're just going to, you know, procrastinate. Maybe late November. Late November. If we're still. If we're still in our right minds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. So. We're going to move into the section I like to call the bookshelf. So every time we release an episode, we'll be talking about a book we're reading. So I'll let Not a Spy take over and tell us what she's been reading. All right. This kind of cheating because I'm not reading it at the moment, but it is The Push by Ashley Audrain, which was um, actually given to me by a friend for my birthday. Um, I will give a quick synopsis um it's just written inside the front cover because i can't summarize myself um so Blythe connor is determined to be the warm comforting mother to her new baby violet that she never had but in the thick of motherhood's exhausting early days Blythe doesn't find the connection with her daughter she expected she's convinced something's wrong with violet she's distant rejects affection and becomes increasingly disruptive at preschool um so She then goes on to have a second child, and Blythe has the natural maternal connection that she's always dreamed of. Even Violet seems to love her little brother. But when life as they know it has changed in an instant, the devastating fallout forces Blythe to face the truth. It's a brilliant book. Um, It 
is definitely a page turner. I feel like that's a cliche, but <laughs> it kept me reading and it's one of those ones that has really short chapters so yeah. you can just get caught up in it nice. i find um could just be me i do find it hard to keep track of a lot of different storylines at once and there's a lot of names in this book would be the one thing that i was like okay i have to keep going back and keeping track of who's yeah. who but other than that it's a great kind of psychological thriller if you're in to stuff like that. Um, if you liked something like We Need to Talk About Kevin, absolutely brilliant book with a more kind of female-focused okay. narrative. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so I've been on TikTok way too much over the summer. Knowing me, I, I have an addiction. I'm pretty sure we all developed one during quarantine. Because that's how we interacted with people, was online. <laughs> Oh my god, Zoom classes, that's all I remember. Oh. Oh. Um, but I I went over to TikTok, but then I also got a book talk, which is like the side of TikTok that talks about like books and authors talking about their books. And me being who I am, a bunch of fantasy shit came up. And <laughs> the book that came up was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss, or however fuck you pronounce her last name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. SJM, that's why I will call her for short. Uh, really great book. I'm only about seven chapters in currently, but all I heard is that it's fairy porn. That's all I've heard about it. That's all I've heard about the series. And so far I can say that I'm falling in love with the main character, mostly because she's around our age. Like, she's 19. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 20, like, God. I'm almost 21. <laughs> I feel old. God. Um, but yeah, it is amazing. Like, the characters being introduced are introduced in such an interesting way. Like, the main character is introduced while she's hunting for her family. Like, that that's a great way. And then the second character introduced, I don't want to give away too much, but he shows up in, like, a beast form, just, like, barging down the freaking door. And I'm like, well then... This is how it be. <laughs> it's really good. Highly suggest reading it. I I'm not sure. Like, it's a huge series. Like, I don't know how many books are in it. Now, now I'm opening the book to find one. <laughs> the best part about these books, it, it shows you all of the books currently. So there's one, two, three, four, five. There's currently five. I'm not sure if the last one is the last one. But I've read her other series, The Throne of Glass. Highly suggest reading that series, too. Like, really good. It focuses on an assassin who's thrown into some crap. <laughs> really great. Highly suggest reading it. Yeah. That, that, so that's the bookshelf. We just talk about books. Also, throw us a line. Like, comment on the YouTube or even log on to the blog. Grunish writer. You know, link in the description. <laughs> uh, and send us an email at somewhatgrownupish at gmail.com and tell us what you're reading and we'll even like take a chance and go read it, rent it from the library. Libraries are the best. 
literally is the one place in society that doesn't expect you to spend money. Yep. Like, you can just go there and vibe. Like, your library card's even free, I think. Yeah, it's free to get a library card. Yeah, as far as I know. I don't have one for this library yet, but... I have one. I think it's on my, uh... (laughs) It's on the keychain. That has, like... Everything. It has USB ports on it with all my stories on it. It has, like, this little tiny gremlin-looking thing that my brother got me. (laughs) From, like, his school fundraiser. Um... Frick, I, I laugh at it all the time. And then on top of that, I think I have my work keys, my dorm room key. Oh, God. <laughs> my pass. I got I got so much stuff on there. I'm pretty sure I have, like, a Canadian Tire Money card. Not I'm sure who uses Canadian Tire Money anymore. <laughs> like. I didn't even know they still did Canadian Tire Money. It's all digital now. Is it? Yes. It is all I still digital. remember the, like, physical Canadian Tire Money. Oh, I remember taking that. Does that date me? I think that does date us. I think it just we were talking about Zellers a little while yeah, ago. Yeah. I think that dated us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like our older audience will be like, "Oh yeah, I remember Zellers," and the younger ones are gonna be like, "What was Zellers?" Zellers. <laughs> oh my god, my so that's like the de- generational divide if you really look at it. Like, so there's ten years the of department bet- stores. Yeah, there's ten years between me and my youngest sibling, and I tend to write about this a lot in some of my more modern books, like the generational gap. Like, one of my characters can be talking about something that happened before the younger one came into the picture. And the younger one's like, ooh, what's that? And th- I find that's how my family is. Like, I'll be talking about VHS tapes. The lovely VHS tapes that got me into watching movies. I remember watching Lord of the Rings on a VHS tape and putting it in. And it was, like, the extended version, too. So, you know, it was, like, oh. three to four hours long. The only way to watch it. Only way to only watch way it. Only way to watch it. Gotta watch the extended version. And my little sister looked at me dead in the eyes and was like, what's a VHS tape? Oh, <laughs> oh, the heart. It was a blow. And I'm like, it's it's a tape that you put in a VHS player and you have to rewind it every time you want to rewatch it. I remember listening to cassette tapes oh, with audiobooks yeah. on them. My mom had this massive, uh, like stereo system downstairs that had a cassette player in it. Oh, wow. I I remember sitting in my grandparents' living room, and they had, like, a little pull-out thing full of cassette tapes. And I'd take one, and I'd put it in the huge boombox that they had. Mm. It was, like, the boombox radios, the things that you could lift above your head. The only thing is you had to plug this one in. Right. So you couldn't, like, no going and standing in the rain, huh? Yeah, yeah, no no epic cliche moments there. But I would Damn. listen to Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I would sit and I would write to Alvin and the Chipmunks. I love that. Yeah, I remember so much writing was done down at my grandparents' place. I'd be, like, laying out on the floor while my grandfather was over in the barn. And I'd waddle over with my little notebook to go show him what I had written. And then I'd, like, fall face first in the mud, like. (laughs) (laughs) It is literally the author's version of the nightmare. Like, your notes are gone. Oh. (laughs) Wet notebooks is the worst thing that can happen to you. Oh, it's happened happened a lot. Because first year, I was coming home from work. Oh, no. And I had my backpack with me because I'd ran from class down there. 
because I was going in for three. I think my tutorial was over only over at like two twenty five, and I ran in the rain and it soaked through my backpack and I had my laptop in there and everything. I had to dry out my laptop and rice. I had to open up this little tiny laptop of mine and dry it out in rice. Yikes. And I was hoping that I did not lose everything. Yeah. Because losing your notes as an author is terrible. I'm not gonna... So yeah, going off on a tangent again, I guess. <laughs> talking about, like, our poor laptops in the rain. But yeah. But I've been writing a lot lately. I'm not sure about you, but... I've been getting into it. I've been writing... A fair amount, but I haven't been writing what I'm supposed to be writing is the only issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so we're both taking, like, fiction writing classes this uh, this semester. So I'm taking one where it's, like, spread out across three days, and she's taking one that's just, like, one evening. I think it's, like, three hours or something yeah, like that. Yeah, one three-hour evening course. Yeah, and I'm also taking a three-hour poetry course, which I'm not regretting. Highly suggest taking poetry courses if you're out there. Like, it's interesting in the style that it's set up in my professor is definitely doing an amazing job like getting back into like the rhythm of being in in in-person class right which i think we've all missed yeah and i think especially we both took the same creative writing course online last year which was it was good but you can't replicate the feeling of being in an actual physical oh, creative yeah. writing class. This is my first one that I've done in person, yeah. and it's it's great. It's, it's even brilliant. better. Like, uh, my professor, Professor Choice, he's a published author, has tons of books out there. He's a publisher. He he does so much stuff. I'll leave a link probably on both the website and this podcast, as well as on the YouTube, to his website so you can go check this out. He writes... He's written some kids' books. He's written poetry. He's written young adult. He's written adult. Like, it is all there. And some of it is based here in Nova Scotia. That's really cool. I love to see local authors. Oh, I love local authors. There's this one on PEI, Susan Rogers. She's written so many, so- like, books. A Song for Josh is the first one in the series I've been reading. It is great. It's very based in Canada type of deal and on top of that she also had a movie that came out and it's called uh still the water really good i went to go see it at a drive-in that's a so drive-in cool. movie theater that that is where life is now i don't know why they took away our drive-ins but that is that is where life is you go to a drive-in movie theater you hook up like that weird ass radio thing to the car I remember going to see Cars, the first Cars movie in a drive-in. I have never been to a drive-in. Oh, I'm really? from, like, the suburbs, remember? <laughs> okay, we didn't yeah. have drive-ins. Yeah. You had to go all the, ma- all the way to Maple Ridge to get to the closest drive-in. <laughs> yeah, I'm from, like, rural PEI, so, like, our we used to have a drive-in out in Cascombec. That was the weirdest name to say, but Cascombec. And, uh, you would go there. Everyone would go there on a Saturday or Friday night. You throw on your little things in the car, and you sit there and listen, and then your parents hide you in the back seat under some stuff so they didn't have to pay for you. <laughs> I, I think it was one time that my dad hid us under a blanket in the back seat. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh. <laughs> because I, I was too busy giggling. 
so you ruined it. I then. ruined the plan. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's the basis of, like, where my writing comes from, is all these, like, little experiences with my family and friends. Like, my supernatural story that I'm writing, where you're literally there and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It's just me doing what I normally do. <laughs> the friend group dynamic that we have. So we have another friend. We'll, we'll call her, uh, Scylla. So Scylla, they are just interesting all together. And they're like our child. We are like the moms that take care of her. We love her to death. But literally in this book, I just finished writing a scene where she sees a water nymph. And she like jumps in after it because it's shiny. Which is something she would do. Yeah, it is something Absolutely. she would do. Yeah. Similar things have happened in real life. Yeah, and if she's listening to this, we're sorry. We had to. (laughs) Blame me. Not not a spy, please. I'm the one who's writing it. She's just an accomplice. (laughs) I'm just along for the ride. You're just along for the ride. We also got, like, Timbits and stuff here. We're, We're fully Canadian. Hey, Tim Hortons, we got some Timbits. Sponsor us, please. We ordered breakfast from you this morning. Yeah, we had to wait, like, what, over an hour? That was... That's, Door, not, that's just that DoorDash. DoorDash. Let's not blame Tim Hortons for that. Yeah. Oh, God. So, I was writing this Not scene. sponsored, but we could be. Not sponsored, but we could be. Just saying. <laughs> just saying out there. We are willing to spon- be sponsored by anyone, and we will give you, like, a good rep. If anyone, if any coffee companies want to sponsor us, we'll <laughs> oh my take god, it. the amount of coffee we drink, I we'll take it. I will literally get up in the morning, before like class and stuff, and I will roll out of bed, and my coffee machine is like right next to my bed on like this little thing, and I will just like click it on because I put the water and coffee in that night, and I'm just like I need the coffee. I didn't have time to do anything before work yesterday, but I still managed to get myself a cup of coffee. I think that's how it is. I think that's just how college students survive. Excuse me. And writers. It's a combination of both. It is a combination of both. Like, really, I'll be there writing, and I'm like, you know what? I could use another coffee, and I just had, like, three. You can't sit down and actually, like, properly get writing on if you don't have a cup of coffee. Yeah, coffee's, like, the best. And then, like, I have so many mugs. I think every author has a collection of mugs that just, like, range. I don't even have all of my mugs in this apartment, and I have a lot of mugs in this apartment. (laughs) Yeah. I have 13 mugs in my dorm room, (laughs) each ranging, like, some are, like, ones that my mom gave me as I was moving out. I find parents do that a lot. They're like, as you're moving out to go to college and stuff, they're like, here, take mugs. Take these plates. I got frying pans, but yeah, same (laughs) idea. Uh, yeah. And I got- And a knife, but- (laughs) But yeah, I got- those and then I have like a Hedwig mug from Harry Potter that I I absolutely love. I love that mug. And then my sister got me a pug mug and it's an actual pug wearing a Christmas sweater. Adorable. And she got me like the matching bowl and the matching plate to go with it. But the pug mug's the best. Like it is bigger than the ducky mug and can hold a lot of coffee. It can hold at least two cups. Sorry, we're also <laughs> recording, and the camera decided just to give up on life. Um. Okay. Well, that's that. Whatever. I guess there's no YouTube video this week. Oh, I'll put half of it in. 
I'll make a short one, like a preview. A promo. A promo. Check out the YouTube for promos every week. We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> also, episodes will go up every Sunday. We'll probably just record them that morning and I'll pop them out that night. So they'll probably be up, like, Monday. Also, this is recorded during, like, Atlantic Standard Time here in Canada. Also, I think, like, the best part of being a writer is just, like, writing random stuff in notebooks. Like, I have so many notebooks. How many are on my desk right now? <laughs> I'm counting four. And those are just the ones on the desk. Yeah, uh, just, like, <laughs> the little ones on, like, the windowsill and then... I think there's some in there somewhere. I, I think I see one out of the corner of my eye. It could just be a book. There's notebooks just everywhere. There's one on top of the yeah, the bookshelf. I'm pretty sure there's one in the fridge if we look. There might be. <laughs> it's like you wake up in the middle of the night with a book in your hand. Just like, eh. yeah. <laughs> there's notebooks just everywhere. Oh yeah, it's like chaotically putting notebooks everywhere. I I have thirteen just like vibing right now that are in use. And then on top of that, I probably have another seven that are just, like, chilling out, waiting to be used. I haven't counted mine any time recently, but almost all of them are in use at the moment. They're always in use. Every notebook is in use. Like, I just write random stuff in it. Like, my creative writing professor is making us write a journal that's due tomorrow, I believe. And... I've been writing stuff in it, and i also done, like, my favorite self-quotes. Like, you you guys gotta hear these. Like, quote yourself. Like, any funny thing you say, write it down in a journal, and then go back as you're writing a story, and you will find stuff that you've said that works perfectly well with your character. Like, I have so many. Like... This one I said to my boyfriend while we were on vacation. It's like, for the last time... We'll call him R for the sake of it, because I'm keeping his identity a secret. You are not day drinking in the passenger seat. I used that when I was writing my little story I was talking about earlier on in this podcast, where it's the friend group chaotically hunting monsters. Ah, uh, yes. And yeah. my character, Raiden, turns towards not a spy's character, Hazel. And she's like, you are not day drinking in the passenger seat just because Scylla <laughs> decided it's a good idea to put stickers on the car roof. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our friendship dynamic. We're two moms raising a child. Pure chaos. We are like the D&D &D version of chaotic, but in real life. Chaotic neutrals. Yeah. Sometimes I switch to chaotic evil, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> we won't go there. Not yet. Also, another self-quote I love is, I have terrible knees. Do you want to hear them click when I walk? <laughs> and that is so true. I have such terrible knees due to, like, power lifting and all that. Like, my knees will click. I have heard them click. I'm pretty sure it's just bone on bone at this point. My hips do the same thing. I think that's why I'm a writer. I couldn't do anything else more exciting. <laughs> I lost my chance to train for the tour, so uh, I write instead. <laughs> I feel that. My dad didn't get me into sports uh, young enough. 
Oh my god, I, I wanted to do gymnastics when I was a kid. Not flexible enough. I was in dance when I was a child, but I didn't do very well at it. Mm. And then my parents just kind of gave up. I was in taekwondo for a long time. But I never got anywhere, like, competitively. Mm. And we did curling for a few years, and... Ooh, saw those from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, another quote I have is, yeet, skeet, and fuck it. And then underneath, <laughs> underneath, <laughs> I have, I have a little explanation to this quote. And it's, like, usually said before crossing a street in Halifax, more or less a mini prayer. Oh. And I have said this many, many times as I'm walking to Not a Spy's apartment. Because there's, like, a little roundabout, and if you're not careful, you're gonna get hit. It's a little bit of a gamble crossing that. It is. It's like you roll your D&D dice that you grab from your pocket, and it's like, please be a nat 20, please be a nat 20, there's roll a- it. <laughs> oh, shit, it's a 13. <laughs> I have to cross that one going to, going to campus. Oh. I've it's not. always a always a gamble, and the other one that I have to cross getting to work is another gamble too. Just there's too many roundabouts in Halifax. Yeah, like why do you need a roundabout in a city? It's a freaking city. Have you ever done the rotary? What the frick is a rotary? I am curious. The rotary down at the end of Quinpool. I guess if you don't drive, you probably haven't done it. But I've done it on my bike a number of times. And oh, is it- that that queer looking one down that way? Yeah, that's like, just like it's huge. It's and huge, it, and it's just like they were doing construction on it a few mm-hmm. years ago. Oh my god, I remember that. I was heading out to Peggy's Cove, and I had yeah, to go yeah, through that. Yeah, if you if you go out to Peggy's Cove, you have to go through that way. It is terrifying. Oh god, I could not. I did it on a bike more than once, and it's not an experience I no. recommend. No, <laughs> that that's where yeet skeet and fuck it comes into the equation. Yes. Even if you're doing the rotary by foot, <laughs> that's where it comes into the equation. Yeah, and then there's also another one. It's like, well, this one comes from, like, the universal language of a college student that we all collectively agree that we're okay getting hit by a bus. Just so we can pay our student loans. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is just because our mental health just takes a huge drop about mid-year. But, like, this quote came from me. Mid-year or, like, mid-first week? Mid-first week, I guess. Depending on what courses you're taking. Like, think of the poor med students. Oh! I could not be a med student. Even though I've written a story about med students. I'd I'd be dead by now if I was a med student. They have, like, probably seven classes a week. I'm not even sure how they survive. I have friends that are med students. Oof. Oof. But yeah, like, it's like, well, I hope I get hit by a bus to pay off my student loans. The, the universal language. <laughs> universal language. And I find, like, my favorite thing to do now is make up random chapter titles. I don't know why. I never used to do that. I, I used to, when I was actually working on my novel full time, yeah. I used to do that. Because I have, that one does actually have chapter titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come up with, like, random stuff. It's like... Just random little things I'll hear in conversation with other people. Uh, like, there's this one. I was reading this fan fiction on The Hobbit. Really good. I forget the title of it. But I enjoyed it so much. I think it ran for, like, three 
three whole books, and I think there was like 30-some chapters in each wow. one. Wow. It was really good. Kudos to the author. Like, holy crap, I enjoyed that. It was a page-turner. I think I read it, read all three within a week. And there was this one chapter title that I absolutely loved, and I had to write it down, because I remembered it the other day, because I was rewatching The Hobbit, like I do. And it was like, what the hell is a jiffy? I don't even know what a jiffy is. Like, Balin says this in the movie. It's like, I'll have it in a jiffy. And everyone's a, like, what the fuck is a jiffy? Is it a second? measure of time. I, I think I'm going to use that now for, like, measures of times in my book. I'm going to call it a jiffy instead of, it's like... It's a jiffy. It's a jiffy. I'll have it in a jiffy two hours later. <laughs> There's yeah. probably an actual measurement for... You know what? I'm going to Google it. How long a jiffy is. We're going to Google this. this is <laughs> Please, like, enlighten us. I'm going to enlighten you guys with what the hell a jiffy is. Oh, oh, it's on Urban Dictionary. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it's Jiffy Lube. <laughs> let me let me give you guys the Jiffy Lube de- definition from the Urban Do we want the Jiffy Lube definition from the Urban Dictionary? Yes. Use this in a story, guys. The worst possible facility on Earth. <laughs> and here's, the, here's it in a sentence. I got totally fucked over at Jiffy Lube. I love that. And that, okay. Uh, oh my god. Jiffy John is another one. Jiffy Pants. Smith and Jiffy. A Smith and Jiffy is a British slang term for three different things. Either... Oh no! <laughs> Either a quick masturbation session, <laughs> a smoke, or making a sandwich. It's usually used at the end of a conversation as someone is leaving. Oi, Ethan, I'll be back in Smith and Jiffy. I can't. Does that give you the measurement of time, then? (laughs) Well, close enough. Close enough. Close enough. It gives us a measure of time. How long does it take to smoke a cigarette? Never having smoked a cigarette, I wouldn't know. I see my grandmother do one in two. Like, two minutes. Okay, let's call it two minutes, then. Yeah, a Jiffy is two minutes. Jiffy is two minutes. We're the author brains for you guys, so you guys don't have to look this up. We're just going to use Urban Dictionary from now on. I might make this a session in the next episode. The we'll, Urban Dictionary. We'll word look of the it day. up so you don't have to. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> I feel like I should make like a little something for that. Oh, oh, oh! I saw, I saw. There's Reddit posts and stuff on it. It's mostly just like Jiffy Lube. There's also a song on it. <laughs> well then. Okay. <laughs> Chris Brown, too. Went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Went off on a tangent, like always. Anyways, we're running close to our time limit on this episode, so we'll see you guys in the next one. Remember, again, thank you for watching or listening to our podcast, depending on what you're doing. And, again, I'm Alicia. This is not a spy. We'll see you guys next time. See you next time.